All right, guys, welcome to another So Ready for Health session. You know, I just wanted to jump on the mic. This is an impromptu uh, session. I just wanted to jump on the mic and scream from the top of my lungs, from the top of the mountaintops, and say, I told you so. Okay, I told you so to all the haters, to all the people who on social media, they demonized me, they humiliated me on social media, they called me selfish, um, they called me a, a, a killer of people, uh, putting people's lives in danger, spreading dangerous misinformation. I received death wishes uh, by people, you know, people I, I, you know, helped out so much in, in many regards. Uh, they sent me hateful messages that I could not even believe. Okay. For two years, I, I put my, my livelihood, my life on the line, my reputation on the line. I was hated by many people to protect my family, my friends, my followers, my patients. And from day one, Okay, from day one, many of you can testify to this. I warned, you know, as many people as possible that the end game, one of the end games of this scandemic would be that they would roll out a vaccine. And I started uh, warning as many people as possible to not take the shot. Okay, avoid it at all costs. And I remember having this conversation with uh, a fellow friend uh, here where I live and I remember having this conversation. He told me uh, that uh, same thing, that they would come out with a vaccine. This was back in March of 2020, right? Because he's a doctor, right? He was a, he's a doctor, a conventional doctor. And he told me that, uh, you know, they're going to come out with a vaccine and that that's going to be the solution, you know, that's going to get us out of this pandemic. And I told him, you know, I told him right, right away, I said, not at all you know, not at all. What do you, why are you saying that? And all that kind of stuff. And he told me then, Nabil, is this the type of advice you're going to give, you know, your, your followers? Because your advice is going to kill people. Your advice is going to kill people is what he told me. Right. And I remember telling him, you know what? You have been indoctrinated. And, and, and I didn't go further th than that. That was pretty offensive for him. And then we kind of ended it there. Long story short, he took the shot his wife took the shot. His daughters took the shot. They're all injected, right? Now, here's the thing. The, the main message is two years later, okay, two years later, the, this information that these shots were nowhere near safe, okay? We now know they're not, they're not effective. That we've known for many months. They've been telling you, oh, it's 99% effective. Oh, now it's 80% effective. Oops, now it's 50%. Now it's 30. Now it's 20. Now it's 10. Now you got AIDS, okay? Vaccine-induced immunodeficiency. Oops, right? It went from 100% efficacy to now you got AIDS, okay? Now you're immunosuppressed. But long story short, after two years of being shadow banned, deplatformed, vilified, demonized, this knowledge is now going mainstream to the point where mainstream media is finally telling you that the shots were nowhere near safe. Okay. On the Hill, I just watched right now on YouTube, uh, Kim Iverson so beautifully uh, reveals the, the Pfizer documents. 
Now you have a fool, excuse me, a fool like Dr. John Campbell, who has 2.26 million followers on YouTube. He just released a video today talking about the Pfizer uh, uh, documents of nine pages of, of side effects, right? Two years late after he encouraged everybody to take the injections, right? Now all these mainstream conventional doctors are admitting to it and now this knowledge is going mainstream. Something I warned my followers about for over two years, okay, for over two years. And you might think to yourself, well, how did he know? How did Nabil know, right? Well, it's quite simple because for over 15 years, I've been studying the corruption of vaccines, of their so-called immunization schedule. And let me tell you one thing, health has never come. Immunization has never come from their injections. We've been lied to for many, many generations. The only thing that has come from their injections has been death and disease and suffering, okay? The only thing that's come from their injections is customers for life for big pharma, okay? Suppressed immune systems, autoimmune, chronic fatigue, sterilization, dumbing down, autism, VMAT2 God gene suppression, cancer, and the list goes on and on, okay? And you guys know about this. And this is just the beginning, folks, okay? Three of my neighbors, I speak, I, I see with my own eyes, know, know of my own, own knowledge. I've never heard of anybody dying okay, during COVID outside of the hospital, okay? A true pandemic, you'll have people dropping dead outside of hospitals. Now we know the hospital protocols were designed to kill, designed to depopulate using toxic remdesivir and uh, ventilators, okay? We, we know that, and it's nothing new for those of us who've studied the corruption of hospitals. Hospitals have been depopulation camps for decades, okay, for a long time, since Rockefeller and Carnegie took over. Just think about how they've banned the, uh, the vitamin C cure, okay, which cures sepsis, the number one killer in hospitals. Over 50% of deaths in hospitals is caused because of the complications of sepsis. They have banned high-dose vitamin C administration, which is the cure. So it's been a depopulation camp for a very long time. Okay. And we knew this and Dr. Uh, uh, what's his name? Not Byron Bridal, but the other guy, I forgot his name. He exposed through the American frontline doctors, uh, remdesivir and how it's, you know, all the studies and how it kills people, it kills most of the people who go on it. Right. So Anyways, long story short, nobody ever died. I've never known anybody who's died from COVID, okay? The flu disappeared and they started labeling it as COVID. Everybody who supposedly died of COVID died in the hospital. Don't you find that a little strange, right? Don't you find that a little strange? And then now what, two years in, after my neighbors, all of, most of them take the shots, they took the first, second, and then the booster, three of them, have already died, okay? Blood clots, heart attacks, and lung complications, okay? So, and this is just the beginning, folks, okay? Just the beginning. And I have many patients, more and more vaccine-injured patients coming to me. I've talked about this, okay? And every single time we go to the website, the database website, we look up their batch number, their vaccine batch number, and every single time, okay? Every single time we see that their batch was a toxic batch, okay? Some people have been lucky. As you guys know, they've received the placebo, 
but a lot of people didn't receive a placebo and we're going to see a lot of people die okay so brace yourselves we got to help those people okay and when we are trying to help those people but they're still being gaslit by their by the doctors who injected them because clearly they don't want to admit that they just injected kill shots into you and your baby so they're going to deny it they're going to be in denial for years they're never going to admit it even when the knowledge goes mainstream right i just followed orders like the beautiful cult member order followers murderers that they are right they get paid to kill people and they've been in the business of killing people for the longest time it's not just with these injections they've been injecting your kids with a whole bunch of uh, slow kill shots uh, under the guise of the immunization schedule for such a long time, right? Uh, oncologists have been murdering millions, tens of millions with chemo and, and radiation, suppressing all the cancer cures, hospitals, nurses have been murdering, you know, hundreds of millions by not giving them high dose vitamin C, et cetera, et cetera, right? Going to Africa, and giving all these uh, African kids AZT and giving them AIDS, right? This has been exposed now. The real Anthony Fauci. Read the book, right? So anyways, long story short, I just wanted to jump quickly on the mic. Sorry, Agnieszka and Neely. I, I, I went on a quick little monologue uh, talking to myself because I just wanted to put it on record and shout from the top of my lungs i told you so okay and i know you guys did too i'm seeing bernard is here too bernard told you so agnieszka told you so and neely told you so and we were all demonized and 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 vilified and and all that kind of stuff and now finally all the information is going mainstream okay pfizer and all these other uh pharmaceuticals they gave you slow kill shots okay they give you slow kill shots. And now it's all out in the open. Now it's going mainstream on mainstream media, on the Hill. Dr. Uh, John Campbell now just made a video about it and he's saying that it's, it's scary information. I just posted it on my Telegram. So now, finally, two years later, it, it does feel good. You know, it's never nice to say, I told you so, Right, but hey, two years of demonization and shadow banning and destroying of my practice and and uh, you know all the hate messages I received. You know what? It does feel good. Okay, it does feel good to say I told you so. But now let's let's move on and start helping people. <laughs> now we got to help people. You know those the haters they deserve the outcome, but there's a lot of you know naive innocent people who you know took the shots and they do deserve to be helped in my opinion so so that's what we're gonna do but anyways i just wanted to share that information um what's up sasha so anyways yeah i'm not sure if you heard uh sasha that pfizer was forced to uh release the known side effects that they knew about um sooner than than later as you may have heard pfizer was trying to hide this information for 55 years. So they were they were, they were in court for, for quite a while trying to trying to you know get the judge to allow them to hide the information for 55 years. Uh, and by that time most people who took the shot would be dead and account there would be no accountability. Just like all the other 
uh, assaults they have carried out on humanity, you'll see that these files always become declassified 50 years later, 80 years later, when the perpetrators are no longer alive, nobody can be held accountable, and all the victims are also all dead, too. It's the perfect setup. But this time, through the mercy of God, I don't know what happened. It was a Freedom of Information Act by uh, an independent group of uh, uh, doctors and scientists. They were forced, the judge ruled and forced Pfizer to release uh, these documents instead of in by 55 years in one year. And, and they started releasing them first of March. And the first business day of every month, they have to release something like 10 to, to 50,000 documents. So by the end of this year, we will have the full disclosure of, of all, the, all the side effects. And just in the first release, we, we had nine pages of side effects released by Pfizer. Okay. So, you know, all that uh, gaslighting and, and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube. I just made a video on YouTube two weeks ago uh, trying to sh tell people that I've been seeing an increase of vaccine injured people and this is how we help them. We go to this website, we check their batch number and this is how you detoxify. YouTube took that video down, okay? Because I violated their guidelines. And now two weeks later, now it's mainstream. Now you can talk about it somehow, right? So you also have to thank not only the politicians who blackmailed you and coerced you and, and seduced you into taking these shots and, and ran psychological operations on you, telling you that you got to do it for the greater good. And if you don't, you're a bad person. Um, you have them to thank. But now the politicians are saying, what? Oh, it was your choice all along. You should have done your... Uh, uh, your informed consent with your white jacket cult member, okay? Um, how, how can you do that when they don't even know, right? The documents were just released. They're just order followers, and we all know that. So, you know, you have the politicians to thank. You have um, the big tech giants, Zuckerberg and, and YouTube and Instagram and LinkedIn to thank for shadow banning every single one of us who tried to warn you. Okay, I had a huge following on Facebook and Instagram, but they completely removed me two years ago before when the scandemic began. Right as I started talking about the dangers of their vaccines and, and 5G radiation, boom, gone, right? So you have them to thank as well. And you also have, you know, the brainwashed masses to thank, all the people in your life who forced you to take it who made you feel like shit, okay, if you didn't take it, like you're a bad person. You are a bad person, you know, if you don't take this slow kill shot. Mind you, a lot of people took, were given placebos. So praise the Lord, hallelujah. If you, did, if you, don't, if you haven't experienced a worsening of your health in any way, since you've taken these shots, and praise the Lord, hallelujah. Go check your, your batch number. And if it wasn't one of the toxic ones, then, then you've been saved. You know what I'm saying? But those of you who've taken the real deal, I mean, we've talked about it. Um, I know, Sasha, we, we talked about it in your room. There are many things that you can still do to mitigate and detoxify a lot of the toxic components. Okay, so it's not all, it's not hopeless, and as time passes by, 
more and more scientists and geniuses will find antidotes in a way uh, to to these um, gene modification uh, uh, injections. All right, Sasha, what's up, Tammy? What's up, Scott? What do you guys have to say? I, I've I really said what I what I wanted to say, so maybe we could just continue the conversation. Um, yeah, my main message was I told you so. Hi, Nabil. <laughs> this was a great conversation. Um, I saw the list of you know side effects, and I was shocked that they actually put that out there. It's like I knew that you know there were tons of side effects from taking vaccines. You know, for years I've known that. But the fact that they actually put it out and it was so long and I'm just like, wow. I mean, I've been speaking against this vaccine since the beginning, since they even started talking about it. But people said I was crazy. They said I was I was out of my mind. I was, you know, I was incompassionate. I was a murderer for not taking it and called all types of names and bullied and, you know, um, on social media and also people in my real life, too, bullied. So it's just funny how things turn out. Yeah, that's so true and so incredible. And uh, thank you, Nabil and Sasha. You know, I um, just like you guys, I don't believe even those scheduled vaccine, children vaccine, and uh, those I don't vaccinate my children, and they're perfectly fine. So it's just it it was just it was a shit show the whole time. And now what we do now, right? So I'm just uh, in the back of my head. I'm just wondering since they also came up. Uh, hello, Bernard. How are you? Also with the Back, uh, they think uh, they actually did, uh, as I think, pass some kind of bill I heard for those vaccine uh, uh, annual vaccination for adults. So is that still in effect? Because I'm kind of curious. Is that going to come back or, you know, things like that? I'm not sure. Maybe Bernard knows or Sasha, but um, I will say that after as people wake up to one of the greatest uh, travesties, <laughs> assaults of all times, I think nobody, I mean, will ever consent to to their injections ever again, to any injection, to any injection. It, it, it'll be over. Bernard, you will not believe yeah. it. I'm in New York City, but guess what? People, the, the, the mandates are lifted already. I see people still wearing masks. I see children still going to schools with double masks. I can't even, I can't believe it. I mean, what's up with those people? The, the, the disclosure is there. Why are they not waking up? You know, it's like uh, they are under psychosis. Can I just say that I've just been in the other room, the reading house, the so-called facts. And they're still saying about the saline. They never use saline and, and they used to use hydrogel with the, with the, the, graphene oxide in as a so-called stabiliser and slow release. So they're still lying, even though they're giving all this out, they're still lying about the mixtures of the of the vaccine. Every other vaccine is using hydrogel. Why would this be any difference? Why would it be any difference? It's no different whatsoever. I also asked about um, the, the, the adenoviral uh, virus. Now, that's supposed to attack the, the adenoids that's what the, the virus actually does. It attacks the adenoids. And I was asking the doctors, if that's put into your arm, 
Can it reach your adenoids? Just out of curiosity, could it cause the infection in your adenoids, or would it be taken care of before, and if you know, and not be not not reach there? And they were turning around. No one would answer. No one would answer. Even people are messaged. And this is why I, I've got a sneaky feeling that that uh, that's that Chad Ox O one, which is chimp, CH for chimp, ID for ad uh, for adenovirus. OX for Oxford, and then it's O1 and S4 SARS. That's that's the component that uh, AstraZeneca was putting in, and I think that they admitted to, but I think a lot more was putting it in. I would not be surprised if that was if that wasn't on the testers. I would not be surprised if that wasn't on the testers. Up the nose, first thing it does gives an adenoid infection, causes a respiratory illness due to an adenoid infection. That's that's just my take on it. You know, because if that if that um, if that virus actually went into the injection, that that if that adenovirus went into the injection, we would see antibodies, and we've had a doctor in our room with thirty six staff below her saying every person that had the vaccine has come back with zero antibodies. So even if we cut out the the scenario of the the COVID, and we just look at the adenovirus that would still produce antibodies, and why, why isn't it producing antibodies? Yeah, there's a lot of shady, shady things, you know, that um, has been revealed about the testing. Um, so a lot of cancer-causing chemicals, graphene, like you said, um, um, the viruses themselves, so I don't trust anything about big pharma and the modern day medical establishment because, I mean, it's the the stench of corruption will go all the way to, to the you know to Mars and back. So, anyways, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I'm I'm proud to say, however, that I haven't even done. Forget about the injection, but I haven't even done. Uh, <laughs> Not even testing, not even once. <laughs> Can I say them tests that they've given out, that Biden's given out, apparently from what I've heard, but if you, when you undo that test, open up the foil, and apparently inside it says sterilise and, and EO. Actually inside, they've actually stuck it inside the foil, hoping that people just undo the tap and pull it out. Yeah, you, are you talking about how how they're sterilized with um, polyethylene glycol, right? The cancer-causing chemical. Is that what yeah. you're talking yes. about? Yes, very aggressive cancer-causing um, uh, chemical as well. But apparently, it's on the inside of the of the sachets when you open them, because you open, apparently you open the top and you take the 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 stick out. But if you open that all the way, it's say apparently it's say sterile, sterile or sterilized. And yeah, and and you know, if you do the test once or twice, it's not that bad, right? But the way they are normalizing these tests for a lot of people, they got to test on a weekly basis, or or people that travel for work, they got to test maybe every day or something like that. Well, you know, in a few months, you're dead, right? At that rate, uh, the amount of exposure to this cancer causing chemical right you know hitting the the back of your the blood brain barrier all the way all the way back it's it's definitely not uh not safe
my question is as well but Annabelle what like when those people who regularly go testing every week right and I wonder because I I've heard that also those tests goes to the uh, you know, um, genome, they actually do um, research on that. And I wondered of all, they try to collect every human being DNA. And what do they do? Do they do research? How is it affecting you, right? I'm sure there are different uh, fraction of that that goes to uh, I, I, some laboratories and they check in out how it affects the humans, you know, and that's very, I'm very curious about that. You know, what do they do with those tests? That is the new goal, Agnieszka. Data's the new gold. Yeah. This is where they're getting the this is where they're get their money from. Yeah, I, I do we we've seen many articles where they're they are now admitting that they have been uh, uh, collecting uh, a gene uh, genetic data um, or samples with uh, these these tests. I forgot the article, but it was one of the countries who started uh, who said, you know what? Uh, by the way, we, we have been collecting, right, and studying your, your genetics with these tests. Um, so it's not, a, it's not a theory at this point. They, they, they've admitted it. Um, my only question is, because I've not done the test myself, is, is like how, I mean, if, if, if your personal data is submitted with the test, like, for example, uh, me, Nabil, as a... Iranian blood, uh, you know, gene uh, descendancy. This is my test. Th these are my genes. Okay, then you could say that they are. They could use that information to then target future, you know, biological weapons or something like that to target certain groups and wipe them out. Um, but if I don't submit, if you don't submit that data, if it's not paired with your ethnicity then I wonder like why or how they would use it, you know? Well, the, 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 I'm sure there are a lot of people from your ethnic background who did uh, actually provide it. So they may, it might get close, you know? I actually have a... Um... Doc, documents as well. I want to show you as well on the bail, if you don't mind. Here's the sick one on the top. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's called uh, nanobiology. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very interesting document because it keeps referring to how the how this um, this nano system is going to work within the body. And what confused me, I always look for words that I don't understand. That's what I hunt for. I don't hunt for words that I do understand. I hunt for words that don't or codes. One of them was something called TS-OOK. And this come up about three or four times in the documents. So I've done a look-up test on it. A look-up, everyone, is when you double-click on the word, which I suggest everyone use that method to, uh, to search. Don't go through browsers. Double click on the word, you'll get cut, copy, paste, you'll get look up, come. Click on it, it will give you the definition of the word in a small box, give you three links, that's yet that has that word. Every single link that I put, that, that come up towards that um, file transfer code, because that's what it is, it's a, it's a method of, uh, of um, uh, data transfer, all come up with Facebook, uh, all three of them. 
And that makes me believe that since they've renamed Facebook, that's going to become the hub of your updated data, your biological data, will be going on to the meta, I don't know what it's called, metaverse, is it? But it all comes back to, to that they're the only ones that come up using that code. So that system of transfer is only done by Facebook. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. You know, I saw I saw one of the um, the Corona International Corona Investigative Committee. They've they've started the grand jury trials. Uh, a lot of the videos are like four, five, six hours long, because that's how that's how long you know trials take usually. Um, I haven't been able to keep up with all of them, but one of them I tuned in. I think it was like the fourth or the fifth, and this one uh, lawyer was. Uh, exp uh, presenting um, what was doing a deep dive into one of the books of uh, that the World Economic Forum, the billionaire club that rules over us, that they worship, essentially. It's almost like their Bible. I forgot which one it was. Uh, one of the ones that Klaus Schwab wrote. I think it was either The Great Reset or something like that. And in that book, he did a quick uh, search, a, a find, you know, command find, uh, searching of certain terms. I forgot the term, but it, it pertains to the genetic modification of human beings and, and transhumanism. He, he used uh, two very common terms, and he found that like 90, like 90 times this, this uh, term was found in his book, or, or 100 times genetic modification of humans was, was found, and, and all that kind of stuff. And that right there tells you that it's real. You know, this, this whole agenda of genetically modifying human beings of harvesting biometric data, of, um, of, of creating transhumans, essentially hooking human beings up to the grid, creating that unity between biology and, and uh, technology is not a conspiracy theory. It's very real. And he was presenting it in court and showing you that this is what they're talking about. You know, we need to become, I guess, familiar with their plans, their goals, their visions, the, the, the unelected ruling class and stop calling people, you know, conspiracy theorists, because if you do that, you may find yourself, uh, oops, you took an injection they told you was to protect you for, from a so-called virus, but now you got nanobots in your body, you got grand graphene oxide, you've been sterilized as well, and uh, now you've you know, there's there's a new law that was passed uh, somewhere in was it somewhere in the states? I can pull it up. I just read where they put they put in a new law that employers cannot discriminate against mutants, okay, mutant human beings, and or genetically modified human beings. What does that tell you? That means it's real. It just took place. The great the greatest genetic modification of human beings just took place and mutants we're going to see a lot of mutants for those of you who watch teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> uh yeah i'm just very curious when finally the uh, mainstream media are gonna uh, uh, get accountable for all the misinformation and forcing people to do what they you know but they had to do you know or they're forced to do and when they gonna take the accountability and who who is gonna take them down we have to like figure these things out this is incredible i mean they are they are the reason that a lot of masses will actually 
would take those jobs, you know? So I'm just very curious about that as well. Well, when you, when you look at Fauci, for example, okay, the book, uh, the, the real Anthony Fauci was released many months ago and uh, all of the crimes against humanity that just he was involved in uh, murdering, you know, hundreds of millions of people, the guy still walks free, okay? The guy's still walking free. And so, uh, I don't know, I, I don't think they're going to be held accountable, you know, as Reiner Fulmick has explained, the judiciary system has been hijacked by the by the Bill Gates and all these corrupt leaders. They are in place to protect them um, and, and put good people behind bars, like all the doctors who cure cancer, who have exposed autism and vaccine and started curing autism. They go behind bars, okay, when you try to expose them. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's, I think that just the awakening of the people will, will cause a great... Uh, a loss of trust in the current systems, in governments, in the so-called medical system, in the judiciary system, and people will uh, be forced in a way to reclaim control of all these systems and decentralize these systems, unite with, with uh, you know, like-minded parents uh, to educate their own children, from, to pull them out of these indoctrination camps. Uh, create our own systems of finance, reclaim control of our food supply. No, I don't want eugenicists, famous eugenicists like Bill Gates, buying up all the farmland and with his company Monsanto, poisoning everybody to death with their, you know, GMO foods, which they say is <laughs> for the salvation of humanity and ending hunger. But his company just paid out over $10 billion to settle cancer lawsuits for killing people. They know they know his GMO foods and glyphosate are killing people, but nobody's stopping them. You see, the judiciary system is not stopping him from poisoning people to death with his GMO food. So I think it's just mass awakening, mass recognition that all these systems are corrupt and people becoming more responsible, uniting, collaborating, reclaiming control of every system. Just so the name that you need to be looking out for as well is Stanley Plucking. Stanley Plotkin was the one, it was uh, Fauci's mentor, but well, he spent four years previous to this COVID going around 30 different countries and he's, and he's 89 years of age, well he was, and he was going around all of these countries, some of them two, three times, he set down the foundation for, um, for, for, for the, all of this to happen throughout the countries. He also, he was the man that's the, the, done the, the polio vaccine, along with many, many others. And what you have to know about vaccines, it doesn't matter what they tell you, the paperwork is there, they do not do placebo on vaccines. A placebo, uh, if you have a placebo on a, on a drug, they, they give the drug, they give to, uh, similar to the drug, you know, like could be sugar sweets or whatever. They come back in seven years time and they check the difference between them. There is no placebo test done on vaccines. They, they, the reason they give is they say it's unethical. I agree with you, That's Bernard, a, because this is exactly yeah. what happened with myself and my baby when I delivered my baby, uh, what she's six now, six years ago. 
and I didn't want to vaccinate because what I learned before, because of my previous healing and all the stuff and all the uh, actually research I've done. So when I went to the um, to my pediatrician after I just delivered before the checkup, the first checkup, um, mind you, I escaped. I actually delivered in the hospital without them jabbing me or my kid at all. Then I just told them I have a pediatrician. I went to the clinic. And I try and I actually ask about the, uh, you know, why don't you put me on that study? I, uh, you know, double blind study. I don't want to vaccinate my child. They actually kicked me out of the practice. So they told me, no, I'm endangering my child. There is not such thing. So you are so right. There are lies. There were never double blind studies done for any kind of vaccine, because even if I try to volunteer, they actually uh, kick me out. Mind you, six years later. My child never took any of those jobs. She's perfectly fine and healthy and actually hardly ever gets sick. So yeah. there you go. And and also what you have to remember is as soon as your child's born, what do the hospitals do? They inject an STD into your child, hepatitis B. Now, there's, there's only two ways you can get hepatitis B. It's from sex uh, or, or, you know, or sharing needles. Uh, with, with drugs, that's the only two methods of uh, catching it, and yet they give your child exactly. an STD the sec, the second, the minute they're born. It's outrageous, Even outrageous. Though, it's just sickening to yeah. the stomach what they do to the children. Even with the Gardasil vaccine, remember they're promoting that everywhere. And I know actually, I I actually have friends whose daughters got uh, diabetes one after they got injected with that. You know. So previously she never had it and she was normal till a nine year old. Right after she got the Gardasil, she developed diabetes, not two, but type one, you know? So it's crazy what they do. Exactly, exactly. A lot of these conditions, autoimmune type one diabetes, you dig deep enough, you'll find that, you know, they, they came into existence right after a new injection was introduced into the populace and we have the truth about can uh truth about vaccines docuseries to thank really for really getting the ball rolling uh when it comes to revealing the corruption the multi-generational indoctrination and corruption regarding these vaccines like bernard explained one of the fundamental uh truths about all of the vaccines is that they've never done a true placebo comparison study was which is the foundation of proper science right you want to compare uh, a group of people who've taken the shots to a group of people who haven't taken the shots right taken placebo uh, saline shots but as bernard explains one of the things that um they discovered was that they always compare their shots with previous uh, shots. Sometimes they leave the adjuvants in there, the toxic adjuvants. So they will leave mercury and aluminum, for example, and compare it to that. And they'll see that, you know, both groups get the same side effects. So this new vaccine is no more dangerous than the previous one. And if the previous one is approved as safer usage, then by, <laughs> by definition, then this new one which is also toxic, is also uh, supposedly safe to use. Um, another thing that was that happened during the scandemic, which most people didn't even notice, 
was that um, Dell Big Tree and, and the Informed Consent Action Network, this was in 2021, January of last year. So one year ago, uh, the CDC was forced to remove their decades long claim or lie from their website, which is the big, uh, big fat lie of there is no link between vaccines and autism. Okay, this has been a big one for many, many decades. Parents have been demonized, vilified, gaslit, and um, you know, threatened in many ways. Don't you dare make that connection between our vaccines and autism. What happened? Uh, you know, through the uh, expertise of the lawyers on the Informed Consent Action Network. Uh, and scientists, they they won, they won, and the CDC had to take it down. And the the implications of that is huge. Okay, the implications. I don't think people understand. That basically means that vaccines do cause autism, like we we were we've been saying for the longest time, right? So, you know, and as I explained in the beginning of this session, health has never come from vaccines. Okay, never. We've been lied to, and for many generations we've been lied to, and it's been a a mechanism through which, so, so, you know, the so-called immunization schedule, where they've brainwashed us into allowing them to inject our children when they don't have the age of consent. So they get you, just like Bernard was saying, right when you're born, take you into the back room and start shooting you up, with things that you would never consent to as an adult. You would never consent to them as an adult. That's why they get you when you're a baby, okay? And, and uh, you know, as the years go by, the decades go by, corruption after corruption. This vaccine causes this disease. This vaccine causes that disease. Oops, we put the simian cancer virus into this one. We gave cancer to millions of people. Oops, this one suppresses your VMAT2 gene which is your inclination to be a spiritual human being. Oops, uh, we ended up sterilizing you, right? Like the case in, in Kenya, where they did the exact same thing. They didn't lace all the vaccines with the HCG hormone to sterilize the girls. They, they did it with you know half the batch or some of it so that they would go under the radar so people can't connect the dots. They're like, well, you know, you know, all my girlfriends took the injection. They didn't get sterilized, but I did. So it must not be the vaccine. Same, same thing they're pulling off this time. You know, half the batch is toxic. Your family or one third of it is toxic and kills your family member. But you're like, oh, you know, the rest of us took the shot and we didn't die. So it must not be the vaccine, right? Anyways, on and on and on. But yeah, <laughs> can, I, can I say as well with, with this vaccine, it affects your chromosome mates. They've, they've admitted that that that's uh, that's it alters your chromosome mates. Your chromosome mates is your reproductive and your neurological. It also turns off the P fifty three protein fifty three, which is the the protein that's that is needed to fight off cancers and tumors and things like that. It actually stunts them. Not saying it does it for the first two, but the more the more boosters, the more the more that's that that will disappear. We used to we used to get our bodies used to release, believe it or not, chlorine dioxide. We, we our bodies were capable of releasing s s small little measures of that 
until he got stunted by glycophytes. Glycophytes is what affected our bodies and stopped us from, from producing the chemicals that we produce to really clean our, our systems out. <clears throat> and this, this drug now, what they're giving now, is no different than what they've done in the 80s. They turned around in the 80s, they said to someone, uh, if you have sex with someone unprotected, you have to watch what happens, take a test. So someone would have a sex on uh, un unprotected, people would voice, go down and have the test. Asymptomatic, which is another word for healthy, they'd go and have the test. They would test positive. It used to be PCR tests as well then. They would, they would test positive. And as a result of that, they'd put them on azito, which de destroys every organ in, in, in the body, size it on the box. And then next thing is they'd start getting ill. Now, would they have got ill if they never, if they, they didn't put them on the medication? No. Chances are they didn't even have the, 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 the so-called. Well, we know they haven't because HIV is, is a misnomer within the science paternity. It's never been proven. And also, if it was a virus, why would they be using that AZT? And why would they not be extracting parts of the virus to add, that don't duplicate to put into your body to create the antibodies if it's a virus? But they don't. It's, it's all a pack of lies that the age was AZT. Yeah, you are so right, Bernard. Yeah, it was the inventor of the PCR test, Kerry Mullis, who said that there are over 10,000 specialists in the AIDS virus, uh, but none of them will admit that the AIDS virus has never been identified or isolated um, because their, their livelihood depends on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, no, no virus, no virus has ever been identified or isolated or proven to exist, including including the COVID. And this is something that, uh, I mean, we've known for a long time. But the health ranger Mike Adams, who runs a lab, uh, he he did everything in his power to find a sample that he could use, because that's what he does. He gets samples of glyphosate, samples of this chemical, that chemical to be able to test the quantity in his food products. He's one of the only ones in the States that tests every food that they sell for the, for the purity, uh, you know, free, free from heavy metals and all that other contaminants. So he did everything he could as a lab owner to get a sample and he couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> the only thing they offered him was a digital download of the sequence which is, you know, computer generated. And that's when he began to realize that the truth that Dr. Thomas Cowan and Dr. Um, Andy Kaufman were talking about, which is the virus does not exist. So-called pandemics have always been preceded by mass poisoning events. And it's always been blamed on a so-called virus as a scapegoat. And they've done it so many times, they've gotten away with it so many times, and they're going to keep doing it until you know until people wise up essentially but yeah i just thought i'd put that in there as well and they've been praising this man that's just died uh what's he do you know his name he's in the bill the french um fellow that got the nobel prize luke for the HIV. luke montagnier they've been praising this i've actually seen uh ptrs all around saying rest in peace this man does not deserve to rest in peace because it, there was nothing discovered when it comes to hiv nothing it was one big lie and that doctor that's uh Nabil just talked about when he brought it up they were telling him to shut up 
there's a doctor that goes around the country or the writers around the world at the moment and he picks up the positive uh, blood he actually gets someone in who who's tested positive for hiv he removes blood from them and injects it into himself and he's done that so many times and uh, to prove that there, there there is no there is no hiv and then do you know what Fauci said when it when the when when he he was made aware of it, the man needs to inject himself at least three hundred times before it'll be effective. <laughs> you know, it just never ends. It never ends. Yeah. So you know, he he apparently discovered it, won the Nobel Prize because obviously they like to enforce lies, right, by offering these prizes and whatnot. And then when he admitted the truth, which was they never had identified it, well, they extradited him back to France. And uh, yeah, so anyways, it's like, uh, but the guy, you know, he, he's been warning us about the mRNA injections for the past two years. And I think that's why they're saying rest in peace, because he finally redeemed himself, right? I don't think the victims or the families will look at it that way. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, everything is so corrupted now. Whoever got the Nobel Prize, I would be like weary and like you know question a little bit. And who, which, which are the doctors who actually discover those uh, you know uh, things? And you know, it's all kind of like a big family they have of liars and you know whoever is on the top and how they comply with each other. You know, uh, for the narrative. But I just want to go back to the vaccines, actually. Uh, the childhood vaccine, how many mothers, I see many beautiful mo mothers and parents up here, and how many of you would go to the ch for annual checkup to the doctor and right after the vaccination, your child will develop some kind of either ear infection or will have a flu or cold-like symptoms right after that. This is the sign that actually that's that's what you've been, you know, they've been injecting our children in. I had a 17-year-old and six-year-old. The 17-year-old, before I learned all this about what they've been doing, I did vaccinate my first child who up to, I think, seven, year, seven years because I didn't know. And every time I would go to the, um, you know, annual, ch uh, you know, uh, checkup, they, they injected with vaccine or whatever that was. Uh, I call them injections, and uh, she would develop ear infections and, you know, cry and this and that. And and then I would go back and they would like, oh, it's nothing. It's just like, you know, she's probably going through a cold because it's always cold, uh, cold or flu-like symptoms. How many things, is how many of those things that they do to us have kind of flu and cold-like symptoms, right? So then, then I put two and two together. And I remember when she developed that thing, I put uh, garlic and like I squeezed, a, she was a baby then, but I remember just garlic was like antibiotic. So I put it uh, in her ear and then she got better, you know? But uh, there are many then, you know, there are many, many things. And now I'm 48, I have a six-year-old, which they told me I couldn't have kids after my diagnosis. 17 years ago that with two autoimmune diseases, which I cure myself, right, through naturopathy, natural things. And they told me I couldn't have children. Wow. 10 years later, I just had a baby. I had a baby just like that. And guess what? And I had it naturally. I had a doula. I did it. I didn't vaccinate my baby. And she's, she's six years old now and she's perfectly fine. That's just going back to the basic, going back to the nature. And I didn't know those things either. You know, I came from Poland and um, at 16 and uh, kind of 
was in the, into conventional education and this and that. And I was just like a good citizen do what everything they told me until, until the experience there start happening. And I look at them, it's like, things don't make sense, you know? And then when you question the, your pediatrician and they like to look, look at you and they say like, oh, you delusional, this is not what's happening, you know, but you know, inside your gut that it is. So then that's when they kicked me out when I actually had, you know, had my first visit with the baby. And that was the blessing. At first I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But there is always a solution. Then I start talking to people and they find me an MD doctor who is actually not into vaccines, you know, and that's how I was able to go through the system. There is always a solution. We always feel like we're helpless. No, we're not. We are very powerful being. and like beings, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry for my grammar, but we are, and we can do, we can even heal ourselves. I'm 48 and I haven't been in a doctor after they told me I have to take medication for the rest of my life. And guess what? I haven't taken any medications and I actually went to natural uh, sources and I eat normal, like a normal human being, you know, and eating better sometimes, you know, sometimes, yeah, I eat the pizza once in a while or something. It's okay. As long as you know how you can counter, how you can alkaline your body. Those things they don't teach us at school, say they don't teach our children. We have to start teaching our children from the beginning how to take care of themselves and tell them that they have the power within themselves, that they have the power to actually heal themselves. They can commend yourself. You actually, I started into energetic healing. You can actually tell your body to heal, you know, before you go to sleep, if you have any kind of alignment, try that. I, I'm doing that now and it's uh, it's working for me and I'm not planning to go to the doctor. I'm not telling you not to do it, you know, until you're comfortable with yourself and you learn and you do some research. I love you all and thank you for letting me speak. I love that. Um, and you're so right about that. Um, I think a lot of people look to um, doctors and scientists like they're God, like everything they say goes and they know everything, but we have to realize that we have we do have power in our own hands and there are other methods besides um traditional medicine we have to be honest with ourselves for most people using those methods haven't you know traditional me um, medicine um western medicine has not worked out so well for them you know you're either on medication for the rest of your life feeling sick uh, for the rest of your life um due to those methods so it is okay to explore other methods more natural methods you know Let's be honest, most people have had more success with that. So I think people need to um, do their research and also trust in themselves that they can be their own doctors, they can be their own healers, you know? And um, not be so reliant on these, these doctors, these scientists, the media, to tell them how to live their lives and tell them what to do for their kids, what's best for their children. I don't understand why anybody in the right mind will vaccinate their child. I'm gonna be honest with you, a perfectly healthy child. With all this research out here that shows what happens to children that are vaccinated, I don't understand it. I mean, to me, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's, so I just, I just wanted to add that in. Thank you, Sasha, so much. And I appreciate you so much. And it's not that to guilt anybody into doing it because I was there too myself. I learned on my experience. And I think as long as we learn from our mistakes and our mis experiences, it's okay it's never too late. It's never too late, you know? Can, can I just say as well, anyone that's looked at my profile will be looking there thinking, hold on, how can he be saying this? when he spends a month in a coma and three months in the hospital with, with so-called COVID. <laughs> well, one thing I realized 
when I was in when I was in hospital is the system that they brought me through. So I had a temperature for 15 days. I was having hallucinations. I never told anyone. I thought everyone else was having them as well. So I was convinced by my family to go into hospital. I didn't want to go into hospital. I was convinced by them. There was nothing wrong with me respiratory. It was just temperature. Then as soon as I went on the oxygen, I'd say within three hours of going on to oxygen, I started getting respiratory issues. Then I was brought down. I was put onto something called high flow, which is... Uh, it's it's like uh, it, it's done with water so that it can put high amounts of oxygen in your legs, it burning your your throat or damaging your throat. <clears throat> I went through ten days with that, 15, uh, ten to twelve days with that. I was just trying to get out of hospital to, for my dad's funeral on the twenty first of January, and um, and the next thing is my temperature went back up. The doctors didn't want to come in the room. They'd send the nurses in, but they didn't want to come in the room themselves. And I was seen as a super spreader because that's what they say spreads is temperature. So they put me on, on a ventilation. I was dociled. They told me that um, they'd put, tried me on CPAC. They never tried me on CPAC. I, I, would, I would take anything. I, you know, I'm just one of them people. Um, they put me directly onto, onto a ventilator. And because I had a temperature, not because my respiratory was any worse. And let me just say, before this, before COVID, no respiratory illness would ever go on a ventilator. Because when, you, when you're low on res respiratory, your heart rate will rise to try and cope with it. To put them on a ventilator, it can be sure death and has been for 87% of the people that's been put on it. I, you could say I was lucky, I'm the 13%. I don't say I was lucky to be put on it because of the damage it's caused after. But from when I woke up, I was saying to them, this can't be a virus. And that was with a tracheotomy. It was quite hard. But I was saying this can't, cannot be a virus. You, you, cannot get, um, you cannot get congealing blood at a massive rate that they're sticking anticoagulants into you three times a day and also hypoxia. Hypoxia is an altitude sickness. It means your 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 um, your oxygen's low in your in your body. Um, you do not get that through a virus. No virus is capable of doing that kind of damage. So I was saying that I even got one doctor who agreed with me in there, but but that was by a boy. So when I left, when I managed to get out and I left, and they tried to give me drugs, I said I want nothing off you. I said I don't even want to see you again. I said, whatever happens, and I was on 10% uh, oxygen rate when I woke up. So if my organs were, were running, I had 10% to, to spare. So if I pulled up my socks, boom, I'd spent my 10%. And it was like that for a, a good month after I woke up, if not longer. And I was on oxygen here until I've been on oxygen for eight months here. I'm off it now for a couple of months. My choice, not theirs. But I never took any treatment off them once I got out of the hospital. I wouldn't take any of the medications, anything like that. I trusted my body a lot more than I trust in doctors these days. So I use things like NAC. I use um, uh, what's it for the body and super enzymes because when you've been on a ventilator, you bring a lot of froth into your stomach, the digestive system. So enzymes, um, zinc and cortisone. And I'm on a... Um, um, Camu uh, Camu, which is a really good vitamin C, and and also um, uh, chloride dioxide.
as well, which removes metals, among with, among with anything. Just to give you an idea how good that chlorine dioxide is, if you get H-polarine, it's called H-polarine or polarine, uh, that's, that's a bacteria in the stomach. It takes them, they have to give you two lots of uh, antibiotics for a week because it's that strong and it destroys all the good antibodies in your body as antibiotics do. But if you take chlorine dioxide, it absolutely obliterates that, that bacteria. And, and in our hospital, our main hospital, where I live in the Midlands, in, 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 um, in England, there's a big hospital called Q, the QE, the Queen Elizabeth. They actually have uh, uh, chlorine dioxide departments. So they're recognising it as well as, as a, a treatment, not as a bleach, like they stated, that's uh, Trump said, or anything like that. Chlorine dioxide as a treatment within our bodies. So that's that's what I use. I'll use nothing but they've got, and I'll never go up and see them again. Unless I've got a broken leg, I will never visit a hospital. Yo, thank you, Bernard, for sharing your your testimony and and your your experience. Just on the on the note of uh, as you're talking about chlorine dioxide, I think many people uh, may still not know this, but chlorine dioxide was used in Ecuador um and uh another country i forgot which one but with uh, in collaboration with uh, uh dr andreas kalker and the government and they cured every single case 100 percent of covid cases okay and this has been documented you can look it up uh there's an international group of doctors who have been using uh, chlorine dioxide for covid worldwide and their website is called komusav c-o-m-u-s-a-v okay komusav.com you have the chlorine dioxide protocols there being explained to you by some of the top doctors worldwide okay now the question you should ask yourself i think this is a really good question to ask yourself um, you know people can ask themselves is is uh you know why you know if we if we did have cures for COVID, whether you believe COVID was the common flu that they relabeled and the flu disappeared, you know, there's there's a whole lot of truth to that too. Um, if the, if we had a cure for uh, the the common cold for for coronavirus, one of them being chlorine dioxide, hundred percent cure rate. We had hydroxychloroquine and zinc. We had the ZPAC uh, Dr. Zelenko protocol. We had uh, ivermectin. Ivermectin, guys, if you saw. The, um, uh, the testimonies by the frontline American doctors curing you know, thousands of patients with ivermectin, then ask yourself this question, what, why were they pushing the vaccines? Was it truly just to make money? Do you honestly believe it's just to make money? You know what I'm saying? I think the first awakening for people is uh, corruption and, and money, right? Follow the money trail. Oh my God, you know, they made, how many billions? Let me tell you this. The deeper you dive, you realize that money is just a positive side effect, you could say. It's like, oh, okay, more money for us, great. But the real, uh, always the real uh, plans or agenda, it's, it's not the money. Okay, it's not the money. And now it's coming to the surface, what we're seeing, what they have put in the injections, which they didn't disclose. They didn't disclose, they refused to disclose. They wanted to keep it hidden for 75 years. 
the judge finally rules, okay, because of the Freedom of Information Act for to Pfizer to disclose these documents and all the side effects that they knew about, okay, when, when they were telling you 100% safe and effective, 100% safe, you know, 100% safe. And now we're seeing that all those people that were gaslit and all the endless videos that go on Telegram, not on the, you know, the, the main social media, which they've banned all of this content. It's prohibited to share your vaccine injury story. But all these decentralized platforms, an endless stream, it just never ends of people injured and destroyed and killed by these corona vaccine injections. So, yeah. So anyways, I just want to share that and also say something that Agnieszka was talking about, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, and, and also Sasha talking about why would you ever inject your kids and whatnot. It really has to do with your, your doctors, right? The pediatricians pushing it on you. And it was in the Truth About Vaccines docuseries where Dr. Sherry Tenpenny reveals the Blue Cross Blue Shield program where if a pediatrician successfully injects, convinces the parents to inject their children, uh, you know, with these so-called immunization shots and program, if, he, if they reach a, I think it's like 60%, if they, if they go beyond 60%, they get a huge bonus at the end of the year, depending on the size of their practice. That can mean anywhere from 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 upwards. Okay. So the pyramid of power, the way it works, as many of you know, is by using money as a, an incentive uh, for people to follow orders within the corrupt pyramid uh, scheme, essentially the pyramid of oppression, of injustice, uh, of power, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and we see this, you know, since the systems of medicines were, were hijacked by Rockefeller and Carnegie, the corrupt elite of that time, it's been turned into a depopulation eugenics drug poisoning cult, guys. They are the leading cause of suppression of all the cures, the cure for cancer, cure for autism, cure for malaria, cure for sepsis. They're still on the search. They have these conferences every year still on the search for these cures okay and they demonize they kill they they raid the clinics of of all these doctors who cure all of these things all the information is out there we've known the cure for cancer for over a hundred years dr otto warburg who won a nobel prize for discovering you know the, the cause and and the cure and so so what was i trying to get i was trying to get at um that this is how the pyramid of power works this is how oncologists work over 70% of their income is derived from pushing toxic depopulation chemo onto you and your loved ones as they continue to suppress the cures for cancer. You see what I'm saying? So these, you know, these doctors, they're not bad people, but you know, they go, they think it's medicine, they want to do good, they want to serve humanity. Little did they know, yeah, it is a hijacked system. Yeah, the modern day medical schools are funded by Big Pharma. Who owns Big Pharma? The corrupt eugenics uh, ruling class. They've weaponized the system of medicine against the 99%. Okay. So that's, that's how it works. You know, that's how it works. Incentivized to kill and murder your, your fellow human beings. Can I just add to that? What, sorry. One of the things that I, I will disagree on is that um, one of the reasons kids are getting vaccinated today before, you know, and they haven't even done all the adults 
is that there's a clause in an agreement when it comes to, to these medications. And if it is passed for the child, once it's passed for the child to be able to use, uh, uh, an adult can no longer claim on, um, on a vaccine injury because it's been, because it's been set that a child can take this um, this drug. We was looking at these documents months months ago, and that's one of the reasons I think they pushed the issue to get the the the, the children in. As for what the bill said with the doctors, the hospitals, yes, definitely they need to they need to be held accountable. Uh, the governments have turned around, closed down the eight patients on there, which is the money makers, and pushed them to to agree to the the covid lie but the thing is the doctors all knew that this was a lie they knew that respiratory people do not survive on on ventilators but they still agreed to do it once once threatened they knew that um that uh rendemosphere had a massive 66 percent uh uh, death rate on uh, due to kidneys and 33 or uh, 36 percent death rates when it comes to liver they still carried on giving it them even though they was having a 99 percent success rate with hydroxy previously they still decided to give them this anti this uh retro antiviral or the retro antiviral so the doctors are accountable and like i've just said in that other room to the one maybe initially at the beginning no maybe maybe you could you were, you were suckered as time goes on when you see lots of patients coming back that have had these vaccines within 14 days and they're as ill as they are you know it's the vaccine that's doing it you know and i used to say to many doctors as in the bill we say you see in other rooms i used to say before you hand your paycheck in clean the blood off the back because in my eyes, that's that's exactly what the body is. It's blood money, you know. And I, and how come people like me, Nabil, Agnieszka, and all the others can find all of this information out, and we don't have any? Well, I don't, and I know Agnieszka doesn't have have any kind of qualifications when it comes to medication, or or, or biological or anything. And yet these doctors can't find it. I'll tell you why, because they're blinkered and they, only, and they don't even look at the papers that's inside the boxes. When you get a vaccine, do, do you realise that virtually every study done on that vaccine is in that in, on that small little piece of paper on the insert? That's every single vaccine, every study is on that paper. That shows how much study they've actually done. So, you know, as much as I love you at the bill, when it comes to doctors, we're going to have to we're going to have to disagree. If we had police going out and we were saying, "Police, you can break the law," but it wouldn't be long before we'd be turning around and saying, "Look, we're not having that." But yet the police, the uh, doctors, and the, and the nurses and the th third parties, they have broke their oaths in, in my eyes because I've seen the damage being done and they've carried on and carried on. Yeah, you know, um, earlier it was shared. Uh, I think Bernard shared that. Uh, they've never done a true, uh, never ever done a true placebo comparison study with any vaccine because it would be obvious. The crimes would be too obvious. And this was exposed in the Truth About Vaccines docuseries. Many judges, many doctors, many prosecutors coming forth and exposing the truth. Um, now, one thing that wasn't mentioned is that true placebo comparison studies have been done. And that was the great or has been the great eye opening which incriminates the entire 
uh, so-called immunization schedule. A few examples, the doctor that's uh, always featured on the high wire, he has one of the biggest pediatrician clinics in California. I think it's over $10,000, uh, no, sorry, not dollars, 10,000 uh, uh, patients, uh, uh, kids in his practice. And he took it upon himself, okay, because they will never do it. The corrupt ruling class will never want you to know what the difference is between an unvaccinated and a vaccinated kid. Because again, the results will speak like so loudly. And so he took it upon himself to do a, a vaccinated, unvaccinated comparison study in his own huge practice. And he's constantly featured on the high wire. And it's clear as day. He constantly tells you and explains how the unvaccinated children never come in. They don't have to come in. They never see him. They never get ear infections. They never get lung infections. They, they never just never get sick. You know what I'm saying? And for people like Agnieszka, you know, constantly sharing her testimony as to how eventually she decided not to inject her uh, one or two of her children and she saw the massive difference. And we have a lot of parents who do that. You know, they, they believe in the injections. They want to believe in the injections. And then they, they trust the science and all that kind of stuff. And then their kid gets autism right after the shot, right? And, and then they decide and they get gaslit and demonized. And so they decide to not inject their, their next future kids, right? And they find that the, you know, the kids that they never injected compared to the kids they did inject, they are so healthy. You know what I'm saying? Same with your pets. You can do the same test on your pets. They force your pets to a lot to buy. They force your pets to get these injections too. Um, and what did I do? I didn't. I didn't inject my pet. Guess what? He's never stepped foot into the veterinary clinic and never will. He's never been sick. All of my friends who have pets injected their pets constantly in and out of the vet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mabel, this is how they insure. You're so right. Actually, when I got my pet yeah. 40 years ago, the same thing happened. I would go to the vaccine. You know, they actually put the ch dogs on the vaccine schedule too. And they have boosters. I was shocked. I you know, and it, it was just, I started arguing with the veterinarian and she was telling me how irresponsible I was. Four years later, my dog is perfectly fine. Yeah, so the, um, the, other, the other thing I wanted to share is there was another uh, study that was done. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys, I was just talking with my neighbor. But yeah, there was another very famous study that was done, contrary to the will of the corrupt ruling class, done by Christine Ben, um, Dr. Christine Ben, uh, in Africa. And she did a comparison study. Ten years later, she went back to Africa and compared the injected group versus the non-injected. And to her shock, she found that the non-injected had virtually no disease, whereas the injected were riddled with chronic disease and, and a shortened lifespan. So you will find, if you seek, these true comparison studies being done contrary to the will of those who rule over you, who don't want you to find out that they've been poisoning you, dumbing you down, sterilizing you, giving you all these chronic diseases, making you a customer of Big Pharma for life for decades, thwarting your potentialities, okay? Yeah, I have a, uh, my best friend, actually, you, you, uh, you just mentioned. Yeah, she, she, she is Swedish and she came to the United States and at three and a half, she was forced to 
you know, vaccinated child before entering a pre-K or whatever that was, like some child, um, uh, how you say, a daycare. And um, yeah, at the, at the moment she did that two weeks, like actually basically within two days, she noticed the difference, right? That was the MMR vaccine. And she never ha- got her child back, you know, because it was too severely injured. And now the child is um, her daughter, Lena, she's a uh, 17-year-old, you know, and uh, they struggle. They went through, ep- she used to have epilepsy uh, almost every single day, like just like out of nowhere, you know, they would walk and the child would just go into epileptic shock. Finally, through changing the diets and trying to accommodate and going through so much stuff, um, you know, research and holistic. And, you know, she was able to stop the epilepsy, you know, so she doesn't, she haven't had those for 10 years. However, the child, uh, it was kind of too late a little bit when she started the detox and all this stuff because it affected her brain. So, you know, it's, uh, and the, the other daughter she has, like two years later, she had another child, she never vaccinated and she's beautiful, perfectly normal, nothing happened and hardly ever gets sick. So that's, and she is actually, her ex-husband, Tony Lyons, is the one who published uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s book. So they are advocating, they have many books. She wrote many, actually she's a writer as well, and she wrote many books. Her struggle with a child with autism, and there are many, many parents. It's not a joke. I mean, it's changed your life completely. It's a, such a struggle, no matter how much money you have or how much money you don't have. I mean, it's incredible struggle to have a child with autism, you know, and there are different spectrums, you know, there are different, uh, you know, injuries, but in her is really severe and it's, it's a huge, a huge struggle, you know, it's an incredible struggle. And like with the child, um, I think Reagan, right in 1989 or 88, I'm not so sure he passed that, uh, child vaccination, um, uh, national vaccine injury compensation program, which it exists, but you have to prove it as well that you, you know, and go through so much headache to actually get any kind of money from the government because if the government is connected with the pharmaceutical companies and it's such, a, it, it's, it's terrible. They have too many lobbyists and too many things to deal with that, but it, it's happening. And there are many, many parents and why in this country, third world, like, I'm sorry, third world country, uh, uh, our countries, Western countries, there is such a huge, uh, you know, jump in um, children with, uh, issues like, uh, you know, autism and um, uh, maybe ADD and other things, you know, yet we are vaccinating our children under a schedule. Why there is, uh, it's not early detection. It's not because you go back to third world countries and other countries, it's not as high. Why is it in Western world? It's so, uh, it, it, I'm sorry, my language, I'm, I, I get anxiety when I speak. It's so huge, you know, so we have to think about those things. Can I like to, can I show a document that I've got as well? I'm not going to, I'm just going to read it. This, this is about the, the smallpox vaccine. Now there's the, the similarities between the, the effects of this that we're seeing at the moment and the smallpox is really, it's very similar, very similar. Um, you know, and when, when you search the, um, the document out, this is what it says. This is the official paperwork of it. It says, uh, if viral shedding occurs, there, there is potential for transmission of non-subjects such as the subjects, family members, healthcare workers, 
research team members and other individuals who come into con close contact with the subject may expose a sexual partner, pregnant partner or fetus or newborn. Family members, a social, social group, communities or any other individuals who are close to the proximity to the subject to a biological agent that poses the health hazards de uh, depending on on how close and how close you are. This is the, the smallpox vaccine. Now there's so much similarity in this. Another thing we, we, we come across as well is the fact that if you work out the, um, the time scale of how many people have been vaccinated to the amount of time they've had to get this vaccine out, it is, it is absolutely unacceptable there's no way that they have been allowed they've been able to manufacture this many uh vaccines and get them out in the time that they said we're looking at a decade to be able to do everyone at least a decade to do everyone what people have noticed and took shots off previously is when they've come across bottles that are past their sell-by dates now what that tells me is they're potentially Relabeling, they're labouring things like the uh, the smallpox uh, vaccine and possibly sending it out as COVID. We don't know. I can't say one hundred percent, but but it, you know it it seems feasible due to the side effects and the shedding. Now, if you can get all that shedding on the one, you'll definitely get it on 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 this one too. And also, to anyone that's had the vaccine, might just to give you a rough idea, my my niece now who runs a uh, healthy humans on um telegram that's where we do all our daily um uh, diaries about what the uh, what's the chloride dioxide how we're getting on with it well she suffers from she suffers from um, autoimmune disease she also uh, earlier on in the year she had the vaccine and her bloods were dropping down her hemoglobin was dropping down to 15 she was going to hospital, potentially having potential blood, blood, um, uh, more blood uh, transfusions. We started her on, thanks to Gigi, who she's got lupus, which is one of the serious forms of of um, of this. Yet uh, she's never had medication, and she's as healthy, sixty years of age as what she's ever been. And the reason she is is because of her diet, her berries. She's cut out so much of the uh, of of the of what we just eat naturally, and my my niece, I put my niece, I persuaded her to go on it. Her blood is the highest it's ever been in five years. It's now two hundred and forty. It's never been anywhere near it. It's only I think the highest it's ever been is one hundred and eighty. But she's on two hundred and forty purely by having berry meals with with a vitamin C as in camu camu. The right, the right food, and now she is perfectly healthy. So, to anyone who's is suffering from the side effects of the of the vaccine or anything like that, the, the the food is the key. That is the medication, is is the food, and it just shows how good it can do if my my niece with autoimmune disease can go from rock bottom to being the strongest she's ever been in five or six years purely by eating a decent two decent meals in a day. Thank you, Bernard. Um, I'd like to welcome Bishop. If you want to join in on the conversation, go right ahead. Hey, good evening. How y'all doing? 
Hiya. Awesome. Awesome. Welcome. How you doing? Um, I'm a 38 year old new father, and um, me and my lady we decided not to vaccinate my daughter. Uh, we kept her on a placenta for a couple of days until it like almost dried out and have a, a, a throb or heartbeat like kind of to it. And I had the most smartest, intelligent, 16 month old kid I've ever ran across. I've been Yay. working with kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I've been working with kids for almost 18 years now and I've never ran into a kid almost, I promise you, as smart as my child is. Man, I'm waiting on my daughter to throw up. I'm waiting on my daughter to have a runny nose. You know what I'm saying? She has none of these problems. Like, I've never blew her nose or wiped her face because a runny nose or she never coughs or never sneezes. You know what I'm saying? It's, if it is because of, you know, maybe cologne or something. But other than that, my daughter is, like, the most biggest blessing to me. Like, she's perfect. Like, we don't take her to the doctor. She don't see a, a pediatrician or none of that. Like, we are her doctors, you know? Absolutely. Thank you for the share, Bishop. I love it. That's amazing. God bless you. And thank you for the share. It's exact. I, my daughter too, she's six. So she never had a vaccine. However, you know, here and there she get it from the children or whatever. Two days. It's just two days. And she never get that sick. So they have right. amazing immune system. That's it. That's what we gotta, you know, be blessed for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. She don't go to daycare or nothing like so she's not around other kids or germs or really. But my daughter, like <laughs> she's absolutely amazing. Like it, it trips me out. Uh, I see the difference between, you know what I mean? Vaccinated people like I work with people and they've been vaccinated and they don't even act the same. You know what I mean? They forgetful. They I don't know what's going on, but it's, it's it be tripping me out, honestly. But um. Other than that, I'm blessed. Like, and y'all in here speaking fire. Like, it's been fire. I've been listening while I work out a little bit, while I watch a little TV. You know, I've been y'all been talking fire in here. This is absolutely amazing. Y'all, y'all very intelligent people, and I appreciate the time for letting me speak. But man, y'all are absolutely smart. Same you, Bishop. You are just like us. We know different. Thank you, Bishop. You welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for joining in, sharing your your testimony, and, and super congrats. You know, there's nothing more rewarding than being a parent to a healthy child that hasn't been dumbed down, that hasn't been given autoimmune and a whole bunch of chronic diseases and retroviruses injected into them and cancer viruses injected into them, et cetera. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. huge congrats. Um on that same note of what's been shared, I just wanted to say that, you know, when it comes to this global injection program, uh, we're seeing a lot of adults uh, share their side effects. You know, they're, they, my practice is blowing up with a lot of vaccine injured people um, that I never had. Um, and, you know, that's because they are adults. That's because they were doing just fine they took these shots and now they're suspicious, even though the politicians, Fauci, the media, they're the white jacket cult member order followers keep telling you, oh, it has nothing to do with the injection. I mean, they have, a little, you know, enough IQ, you know, and two neurons and a connection between them that they can be like, you know, maybe it is the injection because I was fine. I had no issues. Now I took these shots and now I have all these different symptoms. Now, think about this for a moment that when you inject children straight out of the womb 
with 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 injections now, how do they have a frame of reference to know what healthy even was to then tell you they have side effects? That's why they get you when you're a baby without your consent so that you don't even know that you're sick. You don't even know that you have a shortened lifespan, that you, you know what I'm saying? That you've been dumbed down all of a sudden. No, that's all you've known. They injected you straight out of the womb, made you sick, dumbed you down, and that's all you've known. And so you won't suspect it. And everybody else is just as dumb as you because they've been forced into taking the shots, right? Immunization schedule. <laughs> you're not allowed. You're not allowed into their indoctrination camps unless your child has the dumbing down shot. Uh -huh. So anyways, so keep that in mind, you know. This is the first time they've forced a global injection or a series of injections on adults. Hence why we're seeing people waking up if they don't get depopulated before they wake up. But uh, anyways, anyways. Could I bring up one subject, Nabil, please? And, and this is one I stumbled across about a month, month and a half ago. Um, I, I believe, this is what I believe, this is why I was ill originally. Each of my lampposts around us have 5G fitted. And what people don't understand, they look out for the po they look out for the the big 5G towers. What they're not considering is that there's 80 millimeter cabling going through all of your roads. So you, you, the, the electromagnetic is coming out the floor as well as out the towers. You know, this is how the Spanish flu uh, the scenario and all that was created with radar. Was but most of it was disabled from underfoot. Um, the I, but as I was coming across, I, we just got the Pfizer so-called leak. And I was going through all the documents. And as I said, I check any codes that doesn't tally up, but I can't understand. I come across this document. And uh, let me just quickly read this document out. But the, uh, not the, the whole document, just uh, the, the watch. I think the bills heard it uh, possibly lots of times after me. But the, the fact is, is that 5G, when we're kids, and we're, when we're born, we are born with predominantly all hexagonal molecules. Hexagonal molecules are the strongest and more uh, strengthened molecule that your body can have. As we start getting older and we start getting contaminated and things like that, the, uh, the, the molecule starts uh, either changing shape or dis disappearing. Let me read this part out. You know, this is from a Russian uh, governmental uh, scientist, an American government scientist, and an Italian government scientist. Uh, it says, in this research, we show that five millimeter waves could be absorbed by dermatological cells acting like antennas, referring to other cells that play the main role in producing coronaviruses in biological cells. DNA is built from charged electrons and atoms and has been inductor-like structures. This structure could be divided into linear, taroid, or, or, uh, and round inductors. Inductors interact with uh, external, external electromagnetic waves, 5G, uh, move and produce some extra waves from within the cell. The shapes of these waves are similar to the shapes of hexagonal and pentagonal bases of their DNA source. 
These waves produce some holes in the liquids within the nucleus. To fill these holes, some of your hexagonal or pentagonal bases are produced. These bases could join to each other and form a virus-like structure such as coronavirus. To produce these virals, the viruses within cells, it is necessary that the, the wavelength of the external waves are shorter than the size of the cell. Thus, 5G millimeter waves could be good candidates for applying in constructing virus-like structures such as coronavirus and COVID-19 within cells. Virus-like, as, 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 you've, as you've heard. So when our bodies are, are acting as if we have viruses and they're reacting to a virus-like um, system within, within, within inside us. Now, we know that 5G is, de is destructive to hexagonal molecules. Now, if 5G is, is uh, destructive to hexagonal molecules, then I'm sure we can work the other way around with the, the likes of quantum uh, uh, frequency machines, among other stuff, to create hexagonal molecules back. And I, I believe that if we stick something like a microphone to a drum, throw some salt on it, and we go through not every one, like I know that the mending one they say is 632, but if we went through the points of them as well, every time you, you do a different uh, frequency or create a different shape with on, on top of the drum, if we recorded the, the shapes that involved uh, hexagonals, so six-sided shapes, I'm sure if we recorded them and we used them on ourselves, we could force ourselves back into a, into a hexagonal molecule. Now, I, I believe through, I've read a lot of stuff from Japan, who's, who does a lot of uh, writing on this kind of thing. They even believe, and I believe, that if you have a destroyed or damaged liver, if you can use a frequency that can turn the molecules back into hexagonal, you could have a rejuvenated liver. And the same could go for any other organ within the body. But, just, uh, but it, it just isn't mentioned. So that's, that's something that people should look into. As long as we've got hexagonal uh, molecules, we are healthy. And 5G is destroying them. And if they can, like Tesla said, uh, uh, frequency can destroy or it can cure. So we should be looking at the other end of the spectrum and looking how we can turn our molecules back into hexagonal shapes. Hey, thank you, Bernard, for that introduction. If anybody's interested, wants to know more about the, that topic, uh, Bernard's always very generous and, and loves to hand out um, links and whatnot. So be sure to follow him and, and PM him. I uh, just wanted to take a quick moment to let you guys know that we do have a channel. It's called Natural Health and Medicine. It's growing very quickly. We have awesome presentations. So be sure to uh, follow the channel. Uh, to be notified of all these awesome topics that a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of the corruption of the modern-day medical est establishment for the most part, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. And also all the different types of natural therapies. Um, I'm hoping to have, uh, you know, natural experts uh, featured, uh, you know, interviewing them. So if you are uh, specialized in traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, frequency medicine, uh, you know, detoxification, whatever it may be, uh, please reach out to me. I'll be happy to feature you on the channel. 
and share your knowledge and, and wisdom with and clinical experience with with the people with the folks with the 99 percent okay so having said that just want to give you guys a quick little timeline in about 20 minutes i gotta go i'm fasting we are in the month the baha'i 19 day fast we fast from sunrise to sunset about 7 million baha'is worldwide so i am <laughs> i'm ready to uh to gobble to gobble it all up but yeah we got about 15 20 more minutes and i just wanted to invite any new voices uh that didn't have any opportunity to maybe share their testimony maybe ask a question or anything like that so feel free to raise your hand and i'll be more than happy to let you up into the uh i guess what did, what do they call it the stage or podium having said that uh feel free to continue the conversation Well, I think I've nearly come to an end now, Neville. So I, I might exit on this and leave you to it and leave a bit of space for some other people to come up and talk. Okay. Hey, thank you for joining us. Thank yeah, you and you. Thank you. Cheers. Nice to meet you, meet you, Bishop. Well done, mate. Ta da. Maybe you know, uh, on the topic of fasting, uh, fasting is also that's something that is being recommended um, even to help with the, you know, vaccine toxicity and the morbific processes that it sets in motion with the spike protein formation. Uh, because as we know, I mean, fasting, one of the, it does a few things if you do it properly. Like there's a lot of man-made fasts that have become trendy over the years, over the decades. And, uh, you know, as I analyze being a religious person, you could say, uh, who, uh, in a way follows divine scripture and tries to make sense of the divine wisdom. Um, I always find that divine divinely created anything far excels anything man-made. And I think most people would agree with this statement, you know, like you come, human beings come across, come around and they start genetically modifying things. And we see how that destroys, has become a you know, source of disease and death and depopulation. We see human beings come around and then uh, come up with pharmaceutical petrochemical drugs that merely mask your symptoms at best temporarily, further poisoning you to death and shortening your lifespan and making you a customer of Big Pharma for life. And, and instead, we already had medicine, which was food. Let food be thy medicine and, and medicine be thy food. The herbs are for the healings of the nation, etc. And in the same manner, it just so happens that in re religion, in many religions, um, the divine prophets have uh, instructed their followers to carry out a specific type of fasting. Nowadays, it's being known as dry intermittent daylight fasting. So you fast from food and water from sunrise to sunset. And these instructions are quite important. They're not random. We can get into it into more detail. But when you follow it properly as, as, as it's instructed, you basically activate autophagy. Many people think autophagy gets kicked in with any type of fasting. That's not true. You have to be awake. You have to be expending energy uh, during daylight because it's sunlight that orchestrates all of your physiology or your biology, right? We have the natural circadian cycles 
for a reason. We are in a way governed by these circadian cycles, which is orchestrated by the sun, by daylight. So as you're awake during daylight, you expend energy, you have to, you're not supposed to sleep day, and energy, your body is forced to now produce or come up with energy in the absence of nutrition, uh, of nourishment, right? Your body is forced to kind of keep you going. And what it begins to do is it starts to sacrifice you, the weakest links in your body, your weakest cells, your weakest uh, cell components, mitochondria, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then by the end of the fast, you are in a way uh, partially Uh, those are the greatest, which we can get into a different time, because if in essence we are spiritual beings, as all the divine prophets throughout the ages have taught us, then the spiritual benefits also happen to trump the physical benefits. It's a time of spiritual recuperation, essentially, and it's my favorite time of the year. You kind of get back in control of your lower nature, your vices, your addictions, all of the excesses that kind of chain you down right in this uh in this journey essentially which is a spiritual journey but yeah what i wanted to say is that it boosts your immune system we know that it boosts your stem cell production we know that now it boosts your white cell production which helps kills infections we know that now it recreates you on a cellular level <laughs> level we know that now uh is infections in the body by abstain from drinking we have such a fear revolving around dehydration okay everywhere you turn they say drink before your meal drink after your meal drink with your meal drink before you get into the shower after you come out of the shower first thing in the morning i mean you're always drinking <laughs> such a huge fear designed in that there is a temporary safe you could say starvation uh, and dehydrated in the body on a daily basis uh, for for the intended therapeutic effects. Because when you zoom out, you zoom out, you're, you're not starving yourself and you're not dehydrating yourself because if you just zoom out, you realize that within the span of 24 hours, you are having breakfast, you're having dinner too. All you did was skip lunch, right? You're drinking proper amounts of water in the morning, proper amounts of water in the evening, Etc. Etc. I'm not going to drag it on, but thought I'd just uh, share with you guys a little bit about, about the uh, the fast, the fasting experiment right now, and this is something you will never hear from your white jacket cult member. Why? Because on the one hand, it's free; they can't charge you for it. Big pharma can't charge you for it. On the other hand, it makes you healthier. Like we said, it resets your immune system, recreates you on the cellular level. You are a new, healthier person. It extends your lifespan by virtue of making you healthier, right? By, by in a way, augmenting detoxification and healing. Because as you abstain from digestion, uh, from eating, you automatically allow for the intensification of the healing and detoxification processes because they are competing processes. Digestion and are, are competing processes. This is why we have circadian cycles, each one focusing on e each of these processes, right? We have the detoxification cycle, the assimilation cycle, the digestion cycle, which each take the forefront um, during these uh, time periods. 
Okay, so um, yeah. Anyway, so I just want to share that with you guys and say great information, Nabil, as usual. You are well to as my main point. Yeah. My main point was yes. that you'll never hear it from the white jacket yeah. cult member. Why? Because it makes you healthier and extends your lifespan. These guys, the people who rule the world, are in the business of reducing your lifespan. They are depopulationists. Okay, the last thing they would want is for you to extend your lifespan through through fasting. Okay, so just know that the most valuable things in life, in including things that pertain to physical health, uh, you will never hear it from mainstream media, from the indoctrination camps, from the ruling class. <laughs> and I... And I, and I end my spiel. I also look at the animal kingdom, right? When the animal gets sick, actually, they usually never eat. They let the body to regenerate, right? That's one of the things I always look at. And so many times when somebody's sick, we always tell them, eat more, eat more. Why don't you eat? You got to eat. <laughs> you know, that's like typical thing I always, my grandmother or my mother was telling me. But actually, you have to let your body regenerate. You have to let your organ regenerate. That's what they do. I always, when I do, do which I should do more often, actually, on the fasting, I, I notice I get so much more energy. I can do way more things, you know, why I after fasting. And it's just like incredible uh, energy that comes to me and I'm so happy. So it is true. I think Nabil, you are, you are very right. And thank you for your shares. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of people are becoming more spiritual. Um, uh, rightfully so they have dissociated them because of a lot of the corruption you know, hum human beings and religious leaders perverting the religion to further their their own vices of children. Everything that that Christ carrying out, and even even Muhammad, right? And these these divine manifestations, the, these divine prophets are all rolling in their grave as they see what their followers are doing most of them not but just to say that just wanted to say that i'm breaking up okay thanks for that so just wanted to say that as we as we abstain from food and drink uh, the main purpose is actually to abstain from the material things of this world uh, such as, uh, you know, all the excesses, essentially, right? And, and all the vices, all the addictions, etc. And abstaining from food and drink is merely a symbol or a reminder of our abstinence from our uh, animalistic, our human, our lower nature, essentially. And as we abstain or minimize our, our human tendencies, you could say, we spend this time increasing divine nutrition uh, or divine food. We abstain from physical food, but we increase uh, spiritual food. And by doing so, we strengthen our higher nature. Okay, all, all, the, all the religions agree that we human beings have been created in the image of God, in His likeness. So we have this spiritual side to us, our higher nature, but we also have our human nature, which we are also very familiar with, the part of us that 
if left unchecked, will carry many things to excess, gluttony, lust, uh, power, greed, sloth, etc. right? The seven deadly sins or whatever it's called. Um, so really this is a time of spiritual recuperation where we strengthen our higher nature so that we can reclaim control of our lower nature and reap the benefit of this earthly life. If indeed this life is uh, temporary, it is fleeting, it is a place of preparation of our souls for the eternal worlds of God, then, you know, then it would be quite important to make sure that we reestablish this lifeline with the divine, with your creator, with the architect of the universe, with God, with Jesus, right? With Muhammad, whoever you want to call him, uh, him or her. So, yeah, it's, it's a very exciting time and you feel it. Here's the thing. It's not all uh, hubba bubba or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. You feel it. You know, I've done the fast since I was 15 and it took me some time. And every time you do it, you feel it more and more. Your spiritual susceptibilities increase as you feed it. It's almost like a spiritual embryo. It's like the, um, the baby, while still in the womb of its mother, it's preparing itself for this life. The, the amount of time it spends in the, in the world of the womb of the mother, it's, it's quite short compared to, to this reality. And it prepares itself, like it's preparing its organs, its arms, its legs, its eyes, which it doesn't need in that world of the womb, but it needs when it comes here, right? And in, in every religion, uh, for those of you, you know, who have a religious background, you'll know that you can confirm that really that's the, the heart of the message by all divine prophets has been to not get caught up and attached to this world, this temporary world, the world of the womb of reality, and to focus our eyes on the prize, which is the development of these spiritual virtues, these spiritual qualities, uh, which are the organs, so to speak, that we will need to navigate and appreciate all the worlds, the infinite worlds that come after. What are these virtues I'm talking about? Well, you're very familiar with them. Patience, uh, kindness, forgiveness that Christ talked about all the time, freedom from resentment, victim mentality, uh, lust. You know what I'm saying? All these different things, or sorry, the, the opposite of lust, which is chastity and purity and freedom from all of these things. So anyways, long story short, um, it's the most important time of the year, most inspiring time of the year. And again, this is also being hid from you. You're, the the expansion of your spiritual powers, which is God-given, uh, for you to reclaim control of your lower nature and uh, attain freedom. True freedom, freedom is freedom from vices and addictions and all the all these worldly things that chain us down validation seeking validation from people seeking validation on social media um being a slave to sex you know what i'm saying and 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 that can chain you down being a slave to resentment um etc etc and the love of god divine nutrition the word of god uh divinely revealed prayers the obligatory prayers etc etc uh, these so fill the human heart, so nourish the, the human heart 
so nourish our inner beings, much like the sun illuminates our outer being, his divine revelation illuminates our inner being. And as we, we tap into that on a daily basis, we begin to be, we become free. We live in love, right? We can no longer be controlled by fear and their fear stream media, um, which is what they've been doing for the longest time. Keep people in a state of fear, a vibration of fear, and you can control them, get them to wear masks, get them to fear each other, socially distance, inject each other with death shots, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So, um, when we live and, and we tap into the abundance of God's love, which is, what is it? Right? His, his love is infinite. His love is perfect. His love is unconditional. It is ever abiding. It is all encompassing. When we tune into that every day, we live in love. We live in a whole new frequency. You can't be controlled. You can't be fear mongered. Um, and that's why they're hiding it from us. You know what I'm saying? So keep that in mind too. Something to explore is your spiritual powers. We talk a lot about your, your physical powers and how they've been poisoning you, but even more importantly, they are taking this unique opportunity, trying to take this un unique opportunity from us, which is to reap the benefit of this earthly life, which is spiritual preparation, right? Uh, and I'll, I'm gonna end with this quote where in the Baha'i writings we read, uh, free thyself, from the fetters of this world. And by fetters, we mean chains, right? Free thyself from the chains of this world and loose thy soul from the prison of self. Seize thy chance for it will come to thee no more. Wow, thank you, Nabil. What a beautiful share. Thank you for all your knowledge. And yes, you're right. We all gotta reclaim our own powers and believe in uh, who you really are and understanding who we really are and what we can do with our bodies. Thank you, Nabil. And I have to check out, but it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you for joining in again, Agnieszka. And thank you everybody else who's been uh, sticking around, listening to this guy preach. <laughs> I'm not a preacher. But I am a passionate dude coming to you all the way from the mountaintops of Portugal. One of the most beautiful places ever. Um, yeah, and with, with uh, having said that, this session has been recorded. So you can refer to the first uh, part if you missed it. Because we, we had a lot of good stuff that we shared. So feel free to do that. Feel free to share this room. If you can do that, that's going to help the uh, the channel grow as well. And that's it. I'll see you guys next time. We try to have about two uh, two sessions a week. So be sure to bang the bell, subscribe, and join us. You can also join me on Telegram. We have a Telegram group. It's called So Ready for Health. Um, I have a podcast that's been banned on Spotify. It's also called So Ready for Health. And I have a YouTube channel that you can you can check the link in my bio. I have a couple nice videos there too. So about fasting, about health, and all the other cool stuff. All right, guys, take care. Much love, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>